My name is Sarah Vioso. In May of 2020, I was diagnosed with glioblastoma, the most aggressive type of brain cancer known. This is my spiritual journey of completely surrendering to God's will while healing my soul through His grace. Welcome to Surviving Fear. Episode 3, Learning to Trust. So we'd gotten to the point where I had broken the news to all my friends and family and to our kids about being diagnosed with glioblastoma and what that challenge is going to look like. And like I've said before in these podcasts that I encouraged them to not Google it. Google is very helpful in certain situations. And in certain situations, I feel like it's the devil's playground because it is just one bad news over another. And it can really break you down when you're trying to stay in a mind of positivity. Um, so Paul and I kind of had a decision to make at that point is what we wanted to do. Did we want to keep this very private and keep it to ourselves and just go on this journey because we didn't want to burden anyone else with it? Or do we want to take it public and ask for help? And, you know, some people, I have really good friends that are viciously private about their lives. And I respect that. You know, it doesn't affect our friendship. That's just how they choose to live. And that's where they are comfortable. Um, And to be honest with you, that's where my faith life was up until my diagnosis. You know, I didn't really talk about God too much. You know, like I've said before, I was, you know, born and raised Catholic. And, you know, your religion, like politics at the time, um, were very private. It was a private thing. Like my relationship with God and my prayers was private. And um, I was always, I don't want to say turned off from, but maybe I, I don't have the best words for this, but I was always taken back from people that lived their Christianity out loud and upfront and were evangelistic by it. And I guess it was because I was so private about my own beliefs that it was, and I was private because I was afraid I was going to offend somebody. Maybe they aren't Christian. I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I mean, we are called to spread the good news. We are called to spread his light. And part of that is being evangelistic and telling people about Christ. That's why it's so funny that I'm sitting here recording a podcast when I spent so many years of my life being very private about my beliefs. Um, And Paul and I decided that, honestly, we needed every prayer that we could get. The boys needed it. We needed it. My family needed it. And um, I will tell you, there is no greater comfort than knowing that you are being prayed for. People are talking to God about you. There's something about that that just feels like a warm, cozy blanket on a cold winter night. And, um, it also opened some other doors for us. Like people that had heard our story were contacting us 
because they had connections in the medical world. They knew people in the medical world. And that was huge because the first hospital that we called um, would not be able to see me for three weeks. That was their first appointment. And that was frightening to me. That was frightening that, okay, I just had a giant tumor and cyst removed from my head, and now I can't see a doctor for three weeks. Now, as I go through this, I'm when I talk about how we ended up choosing a doctor, um, I just a lesson that we learned and that we continue to live is that, especially with glioblastoma or any medical treatment that you're having to do, is you never know when you're going to have to circle back around to any doctor that you see. So like in life, we try to live it in a way that we burn no bridges because there are certain doctors that specialize in brain cancers, specifically glioblastoma. And we wanted to make sure that they were always available to us for in one way or another. Um, and we saw a big variety of doctors and some of our meetings didn't go so great. Some of them were filled with fear, but I will say before we had our first meeting, this was such a cool story. Um, our boys stayed with some dear friends of ours and I've mentioned her before. She, uh, my friend Jill was, we, uh, the story behind Jill is that our husbands hired on the fire department together and, um, we, I was, uh, sorry, you can hear my dog growl behind me. Um, but I was, my husband and I weren't even engaged yet. We were just dating and, um, we bonded over a trip to Mexico together with our significant others and not having, um, we both showed up and we both showed up with enough water to last a month and we were going for four days. So that tells you that that's a true friend. But anyway, um, we've raised our children together. We had our babies together right around the same time. We were at the, you know, we were at the hospital when our babies were born. We both have boys and, um, we were going to headed to our first appointment. We had friends when they got wind of our story and like acquaintances that got wind of our story that started calling in favors, favors we never asked for. They reached out to us and said, Hey, I have a contact at USC. Hey, I have a contact at UCLA. Hey, I have a contact at UCI. These are all the top brain places on the West Coast. And people that didn't even know us that well were making calls on our behalf, which was so humbling. And that's why we were so thankful that we had gone public, not only to ask for prayers, but to, those connections were all of a sudden open for us. And we had all these different avenues to choose from. And so, um, back to Jill, as we went, we were getting ready to go to our first meeting with a doctor, first interview and review of my MRI. And, um, we were with her and her husband, Mike, and they're all the kids they were holding, they were, our kids were staying at their house while we went to go meet the doctor. And, she gathered all the kids, her and Mike did, and said, you know, we're going we're, we're gonna to pray. We're going to pray that the decision is very clear of where I needed to get my treatment. Because 
Having options is great, but having options is also scary because it brings that sense of uncertainty of, am I making the right choice? And it doesn't have to be scary. You get to choose that. You can, again, it's all in how you perceive things. Do you perceive it that, oh my gosh, what if I choose the wrong guy? Or what if I choose the wrong team? Or is it, oh my gosh, how lucky am I that I live in an area that within an hour's drive, I have five of the top neuro-oncologists in the country within an hour's drive of me. Again, life is all about perception. It's how you perceive it. How do you choose to look at it? So Jill prayed for us, and I will tell you, God answered the prayer that day. Um, We had our first meeting, and it did not go as we wanted it to. But like I said, I'm not going to keep much private on this podcast, but that I am because I don't want to burn bridges. And I don't know when I'll need doctors that I've met with before. Um, but the meeting didn't go as we wanted to. However, the meeting gave us some extreme clarity of where we needed to be. And that's what we prayed for. Make the path known. And the path was made known. Now, one of the cool stories that came out of this was on our way in to our first appointment, there was a sticker on the back of a car. And it was really weird because it's during COVID. Like it was the height of COVID when all this was happening. And there was nobody on the roads. The roads were a ghost town, especially in Orange County where we live. It was a ghost town. It's never a ghost town on the freeways. And we had had to take a detour because the freeway was shut down for some reason. And it was detouring us through this weird area. And we were behind a car and the sticker on the back of the car said faith over fear. And that was originally, honestly, that has been my mantra through this whole thing. And faith over fear doesn't start with me. That comes, that saying, I know it's been around for a while, but that saying was adopted by a student of mine. His name was Reese Imhoff. And Reese fought a battle of osteosarcoma at a young age. And he was just awesome. Like I was called in, I was called in to tutor his parents, his very sweet, amazing parents, um, were, had tutors for him while he was recovering from his first round of, um, healing from the disease. And, um, they couldn't find a math tutor for him. And that's my specialty. And I was like, Oh, please let me just let me help him. I was like, I, I, I would love to help this kid. And I got to work with Reese and Reese is a cool soul, man. That kid had the greatest sense of humor and just a joy in life, a light in life. Um, viciously loyal to the Denver Broncos. Um, amazing athlete and just always wanting to fight, even if it was hard. And his motto was faith over fear. And unfortunately, or I should say that I should say fortunately and unfortunately, um, 
Reese's transition transition to heaven. But his legacy that he left behind is just phenomenal and mind-blowing. And what that young man did in the short time he had on earth and continues to have was extraordinary. The lives him and his family have touched and inspired are uncountable. And he continues his work on this earth and his work in heaven continues to spread and reach people. And I'm like, I, that's what I want to be. I want to be what this young man was able to be in his short time in life that I haven't managed to figure out. And here I am at 44 years old. And so I adopted his way of thinking. Like, it's amazing what we can learn from the youth of this world. It's amazing their perception. They're, it's amazing how they're not jaded and the love that they can spread just by how they choose to live their life. And because of him, I adopted faith over fear as my, um, as my mantra and I spread it and I want to continue to spread Reese's light because it started with him. But anyway, so we're driving again to our first appointment and our first meeting. And there we're stuck behind a car for 15 minutes. And what's the sticker on the back of the car? Faith over fear. We had just prayed with our friends over what the direction was. We're driving and there's faith over fear. God shows up in many different ways in your life. And I'm just trying to, and will continue to urge you to keep your eyes open because the more connected you are with him, the more you see him in the smallest things and a sticker on the back of a car was God giving me hope that, hey, we're going to figure it out. Now, I'm not going to lie. The meeting was painful. There were a lot of tears, um, but it directed at us to where we needed to be. And um, I currently am being treated at UCLA, and it's been wonderful. The team there has been fantastic. But if we had not opened ourselves up with, we need help. And it's not a sign of weakness. Again, asking for help is a sign of strength and how we're called to live. We're called to live by helping others. And people called in favors and got us an appointment and directed us to the right team to help us. And it was amazing. And, you know, for now and hopefully for a long time, you know, UCLA will continue to be our main avenue for my care. Um, it's been fantastic. We've also gotten second and third opinions because our UCLA team has encouraged that. And I appreciated that. And I just want to stress to you the big things that we have learned in this process is that we need to help each other. And God sends angels in many different ways in your life. And you just have to be open and attentive and in a receiving mode 
that they're there. And the other thing I've been learning is you have to let people help you. And let me tell you, that is painful. It is painful for me because I love to be the helper. You need something done before all this and my before I am fatigued and chemo ridden and all that fun stuff. But if you needed something, I was there. I'm there if you need me to help you get your kids someplace. I'm there if you need something to eat. I'm there if you need a volunteer for a school event. Like I'm there and I love to help people. I'm horrible at asking for help. Horrible. I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. I don't, I'm fine. Nope. I got it. I'm good. I got it. That's my favorite phrase. So I got it. I got it. I have had a nice, healthy dose of humble pie served to me and that, guess what? I don't got it. (laughs) I don't got it when I am paralyzed with fatigue because I'm in the section of treatment where I'm having radiation and chemo daily. I don't got it because my kids need to feel loved and important and I'm curled up in bed, not being able to help them with the simplest things. I don't got it because I'm too tired to fold laundry. It's one thing I never thought I'd be grateful for is that I could fold laundry again. And here I am, you know, folding laundry going, God, thank you for the ability to be able to fold laundry. It's something I hate. I despise it. You know, it's funny. It's not the folding. It's the putting away. You know, we all have those little hangups and the chores that it's the one thing I just don't want to do. I don't want to put it away. I'm looking behind me right now and there's piles of folded laundry that needs to be put away. And guess what? It's going to be there. It's going to sit there and I'm going to look at it. And hopefully when I'm done recording this podcast, I'll actually put it away. My sweet husband folded it and I need to put it away. Um, anyway, sorry, I divert, but it's finding that joy in the mundane things of life because it's all a gift, all of it, everything's a gift. And it's really sad to me that it took a brain tumor and a I don't want to say threat on my life, but my life, you know, the clock, like I said last time, the clock being shoved right in front of my face going, yeah, sister, it's not endless. This clock does have a stopping point. You know, it is going to stop working at some point and you're going to transition to heaven. You know, it took that for me to realize you're missing the best part of what, of earth. You're missing the best part of your earthly life because you're getting wrapped up in silly little things. You're getting wrapped up in whether or not your kid is batting high enough in the lineup for baseball or someone got in the line at the grocery store for 15 and under and they have a basket full of groceries. You know, it's this little, someone cut you off on the freeway You know, how fast is your blood boil? Mine boils and I'm working on that because life is too short to spend it being angry over silly and stupid little things. I mean, that's not what we're called to do. We're called to enjoy it. God knew we were gonna have struggles and trials on this earth and he tried to make this place as beautiful as possible and as much as a playground as possible for us to enjoy his creation. And sometimes we get rolled up in that human part of it, the human part of it. You know, I've mentioned one amazing um, young man, Reese, and the lessons I've learned from him. And then there's another amazing young man that came into my life, and his name was Charlie. 
And Charlie, too, was battling brain cancer, and it was a different type of brain cancer. And Charlie said to his aunt in such a wise way that the reason why life is so hard is we are actually spiritual beings trying to live as humans. Think about that. We're spiritual beings. We are created by God. And yet we're trying to live a life that we're not meant to live. That it's our, you know, it's our pass through. It's our temporary life. It's our rental. You know, this life is our rental. We're only here for a short amount of time. And it seems shorter and shorter the more I go on. I mean, it is, but it's like, you know, I think back and I'm like, really? I'm looking at my son that's almost 16. I'm like, oh, I fully remember 16. And it seems like it was just yesterday. And here I am sitting here 44 years old. But Charlie, in his youth, being 18 years old, had such a godly perspective that we aren't human beings trying to live spiritually. We are created as spiritual beings trying to live as humans. And when that sentence was said to me, it was such a powerful sentence because think about that. That's why it's so hard. We're trying to live a life as a human and God never intended us to live human lives. He worked around different things and made it possible for us to go to heaven. We are all spiritual beings. We all have souls that are directly connected to him. But he gives us that free will. He's like, I'm not going to force you to do anything. I'm going to love you with my entire being. I'm going to love you with a love that transcends all understanding. All I need you to do is to choose me. Again, I'm Sarah Vioso, and I look forward to our next episode of Surviving Fear. Have a wonderful, blessed day. Surviving Fear is made possible by the efforts of our executive producer, J.T. Henderson, writer and director, Sarah Vioso, producer and editor, Kristen Walker, artistic creator, Laura Ritchie, graphic editor, Linda Lee, and musical artist and composer, Adam Vioso.